Boujou, boujou. Welcome to the Lack the Flambeau Talk Show. Today I'm here with Gavin Lombard, Dallas Bound, and of course me, Jackson Chapman. Today is a very special episode. Um, this is only one. The other three podcasts where we interviewed Lack the Flambeau veterans, Dan Thompson, Brian Jackson, and Marcus Johnson. You can find those three guys on the school website. Thank you guys for your service. We will be talking about the legacy of Native American military service. Um, everything that's about to be stated is from the United States government website. Take it away, Dallas. Often lost in conversations surrounding U.S. military history are the contributions of Native Americans. However, Native Americans have served in the U.S. military in every major conflict for 200 years, and at times at higher rates than any other demographic. Native Americans, including American Indians, Alaska Natives, and Native Hawaiians, have an extraordinary history of serving in honorable and great numbers on for the United Armed Services. Veterans are in the community. They are among the most respected and honored people in the community. In most tribes and communities, there are ceremonies held for veterans to honor them and what they have done. Before they leave, there is their services, and then when they return, there will also be service again. This is a tradition that many tribes do. Here at the Lacto Flambeau Public School is a Veterans Day Assembly. The assembly will go to Friday, November 11th, 2022, which is Veterans Day 1015 to 1115. Boo-joo, boo-joo. Welcome back to the Lack the Flambeau Talk Show. I'm your host, Jackson. Today, I'm here with... Kendall. Dallas. And, of course, our special guest, Brian Jackson. Uh-huh, bonjour. So, Brian, how's your day going? It's going pretty good. How's yours? It's good. I'm good for asking. Okay, today we're here to interview you about your service, like your experience in the service. So, we have some questions for you. Did you enlist or were you drafted in the service? No, I enlisted in the Army. Okay. Where were you living at the time you decided to enlist? I was living in Wausau. Why did you join? Uh, well, being 17 and graduated from high school, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, so I ended up joining the Army Reserve National Guard, um, and that was the beginning. Do you recall your first days going into the service? Absolutely. So we flew in uh, uh, Fort Knox, Louisville, Kentucky. And I remember getting off, we were on the, the charter bus about 2 in the morning, get all these smoky, the Bear Hats guys coming on the bus yelling at us, Holy smokes, what's going on here? And so then when we get off the bus, then we get all our luggage and we're going into the barracks for the processing, you know, and all the yelling was going on. And we were up for two days going through all our processing, got all our gear. And I remember we watched, we marched across uh, to our barracks. And it would happen to rain the day before. And there was just big water puddles there. All of a sudden, drop! And we had 90 pounds on our back. Poof, down in the puddles. Nice, clean uniforms on. Got up, we were all muddy. Got was, it, was it cold? No, actually it was warm. It was August. It was probably about, I don't know, 90 degrees maybe. Wow. What did it feel like the first days in? What am I doing? Why, what, what did I get myself into? <laughs> did you regret it? Uh, no, no, I got done. You know, it's the only thing that, uh, you know, when you're in reserve duty like that, when all these other guys are going on to full-time duties, and, you know, then uh, 
you know, I went back home, you know, and did the work, and I was just doing the, the weekend thing. So, speaking of full time service, how long did you serve? I was at four years. No tours. It was more just our uh, training in the summertime in different locations. We went to um, Idaho, Fort McCoy, you know, some of the places with our, our two weeks in the summer. Did you stay in touch with your family at like at oh, all? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Did you feel pressure or stress while in training? Uh I think in you know basic training you got that all uh, those uh thoughts of what am I doing and you know and um for me it was kinda of funny because you know like when you're going through it and uh getting used to the drill sergeants you doing all these push ups and all these leg lifts and and uh, making your beds and you gotta bounce quarters off and I would always be the first one up standing in our in our dorm room there, standing at attention, waiting for these guys to come in with their whistles and their garbage cans, and I'd be standing there with my bed made. Jackson, what are you doing? Waiting for you, Joe Sergeant. They'd laugh at me. Start knocking them out. Um, when you were in the army, did you meet anybody who influenced you? Who are you still in touch with today? Um, yeah, there's a couple guys. Uh, there's one guy who was from uh, New York, and uh, we stay in contact. Do you mind sharing any good memories you had during your four years? Well, I think, you know, the opportunity, you meet guys from all over the United States, you know, in different parts, you know, and I remember back to the, when we first went through uh, basic training and our AIT, our advanced training, you know, there was a couple of good guys there, you know, they were always, we hung out, you know, together, did a lot of things, and so, yeah, you get to a special friendships that I made. Um, when you were serving... Did you have to learn anything on your own that nobody could have taught you? Well, I think it's just more of the the war games that we played. You know, some of the different things we had to safety-wise, whether the grenade launchers or, you know, the M16s and some of the different things we had to use in our war games. By when you say war games, what do you mean by that? Well, part of it, I was a cab scout, and so we were, like, the first ones to kind of um, navigate, you know, the, the guys in the first you know, to clear land for the rest of the guys to come through, the tankers and, and the rest of the troops to come through. So and a lot of times we had to look at mines, uh, you know, make sure that mines weren't going off and, you know, those types of situations. Well, just kind of just uh, make sure no those enemy wasn't out there. We cleared away. What would you say to someone young who is considering the military service? I'd say it's, it's a great opportunity, great experience. You know, one of my favorite lines with young people, you know, it's okay to leave the res. The res will always be there and come back later. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of great folks that, uh, you know, have opportunities, and, uh, and I appreciate that experience. Where did you go after you left? I just went to Kentucky. That's where I did my AT and my basic training, Fort Knox, Kentucky. Did you go to school or did you go to work after you left? Uh, both. I actually started at uh, Milwaukee Area Technical College, and I was uh, doing some work at the same time. Did your military experience influence your thinking about war or about the military in general? Uh, well, I think once you, you're in there and you sign the piece of paper, you know, and you're on your way, you're flying, and you you get picked up on the bus, and then you see all those guys coming at you, and I think you, um, it's all about the experience, you know, and I look back at that time, you know, um, it was a great experience. I mean, when you're first going through it, you don't think that way. But when you reflect and look back, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience. If in a veterans organization, what kinds of activities does your post or associations have? Uh, well, I've been kind of hanging around with uh, the cool vets here in Flamble with, uh, you know, Willie Wellcat, uh, the commander here. He's encouraged me to do more things, some of their fundraising efforts. And uh, 
we got a big event coming up at the casino on uh, Friday evening. Uh, do you attend reunions? Uh, sometimes. I mean, like I said, you know, those friendships that are built and, you know, I always attend different uh, veteran events. Uh, how did your service and experiences uh, affect your life? Uh, I think it helped shape me because I think, you know, with Indian country that, uh, you know, Native Americans are are reviewed or, you know, and held in regard, high regard, you know, compared to non-Natives, you know, we honor our veterans pretty sacredly. If you didn't join the military, where do you think you'd be today? Um, I don't know. I, I, um, you know, I think things are meant for reason in your, in your journeys and, your, and you know, things that come across your path. You know, I think, uh, you know, this my opportunity here in the school has been uh, great, you know, and uh, other goals, you know, that, you know, going to school, you know, and, uh, you know, to give a big, uh, what I'm working on right now is finish my doctorate degree, uh, Indigenous Teaching and Learning. You know, I'm getting close to finishing that. So, um, but I would just encourage uh, young people to do whatever you want to do. You know, whatever that's military, go to school, work, but have a purpose in life. Oh, wise words from Brian Jackson. Oh, miigwech. Um, I believe that would be all we have for today. Um, thank you, Brian, for your service and your time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, miigwech for having me. Yeah, um, I hope you have a good day. You too, I hope. You go out, man. You go out, man.